your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 714 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and it is Wednesday morning. As I'm recording this, the Rangers, of course, coming off of a what turned out to be a really nice 5-3 win in Los Angeles against the Kings last night. Obviously, things did not start very well for the Rangers, a really rough first period, basically just a disaster of a first period. I mean, let's call it like it is, but it turns out to be one of the Rangers' best wins of the season. A really bad first 20 minutes, down 2 to nothing at the first intermission, and the Rangers, of course, turn it into a 5-3 to win get the job done in the third period, which, as we know, was a staple of the Rangers last season when they had, you know, such a good year. Um, But we're going to talk about, you know, everything that went wrong in the first period. Also going to discuss uh, the response from the Rangers. Obviously going to break down some of the Ranger goals. And certainly an eventful night for Capo Caco, who was all over the ice, scored a goal, also missed a chance to, uh, you know, perhaps score another one, what could have gone on to be the uh, game-winning goal. So we'll talk about all that. Also going to talk about the Rangers finally starting to get at least a little bit of secondary scoring. We saw a couple examples of that in this game here. And, uh, of course, then the Rangers going to be back in action in Anaheim against the Ducks at 10 p.m. Eastern time tonight. But, you know, the way this game started, first period, Rangers give up a goal 35 seconds into the game. They give up another goal a couple minutes later. It did have, if you're a Ranger fan, just a little bit of a here-we-go-again kind of a feeling to it because this is kind of how it's gone this season for the Rangers. You know, they win two, they lose two, they win one, they lose one. It just seems like when they have a good game, uh, they don't always necessarily uh, follow up on it. But obviously, they bounce back very nicely in this one here tonight. But yeah, I mean, as for the first period, like I said, we got to discuss this because there were uh, too many lowlights to uh, even list here, but we're going to talk about at least a few of them. Uh, Like I said, 35 seconds into the game, Rangers are already down one to nothing. Pretty innocent-looking play here. You know, the puck was dumped in by the Kings. Honestly, I thought it could have been icing. I'm not really sure why it wasn't. This was clearly shot in from behind the red line, went behind the net, uh, but the play continued. Kings eventually get control of the puck. They take a shot. Igor Shosturkin is able to make the save, but Fiala's there, and he buries the rebound. And, of course, the two defensemen on the ice for this goal were Miller and Truba. I don't want to keep piling on the two of them because I do think they've both played a little bit better recently. And overall in this game, I thought they did fairly well. But, you know, Miller was chasing his guy, couldn't catch up to him. Uh, Truba had a chance to stop Fiala from potentially burying the rebound on the doorstep there. He was not able to do it. And I don't want to absolve Igor Shosturkin from any blame either because this was a, a stoppable shot. I wouldn't call it like a soft goal or anything like that. But, I mean, man, the Rangers just not sharp to start this game. And it's crazy because that's something that they, you know, really excelled at in the most recent game, the win against the Sharks. I gave them props uh, in that game against the Sharks for being sharp as attack at the start of all three periods, not sharp here at the start of this game. And that's something that, again, uh, has kind of been a theme this season. There's just too many periods where the Rangers just uh, aren't in fifth gear, just aren't really ready to go. Uh, But be that as it may, obviously, uh, you know, the Rangers ended up coming back in this game, which was nice to see, but not the ideal start that you want to see from this team. Uh, A couple other things as far as the first period and and the low lights are concerned, then we'll get to the good stuff. Uh, You know, Heal had a a couple of incidents in the first period where, you know, he had a chance to clear the puck out of the Rangers zone 
and turned it over twice, allowed uh, the Kings to get scoring opportunities. Neither one of them led to goals, but the first of those two turnovers I'm talking about led to the Kings putting a shot off the crossbar and out of play. So that could have been a disaster. Rangers could have been down 2 nothing even earlier than they were. And then the Kings get a power play opportunity, which actually turned out to be the only power play opportunity for either team uh, the entire game. Uh, but there was a slashing penalty on Vincent Trocek. It happened after a turnover by Panarin at the Kings' blue line, basically just had his pocket picked. Kings get a rush the other way. Rangers are scrambling back, and Trocek ends up taking a penalty for slashing. And then the Kings on the power play took them all of 13 seconds to put the puck in the net. Uh, Adam Fox was really late getting back into position on this play. Extended his stick, but just couldn't disrupt the pass. And so uh, 2 nothing Kings basically before he could blink in this game. But Igor Shesterkin, you know, he stopped it from getting out of hand. A couple of really nice saves from Igor in this game. Uh, he made a save a couple minutes after this on a sharp angle, but the puck bounced into the crease and just kind of landed in the crease. So you get a stuff-in try by the Kings. Uh, Igor with a fantastic stretch and a great glove save. Uh, you know, Lindgren was kind of just standing there. Carpenter was there too. In their very slight defense, I don't think anyone really knew where the puck was, but by that same token, you know, you're out there in your own zone, yet you have to know where the puck is. You got to find it. Uh, they weren't able to do it, but Igor once again picking up his team there. And then... Four on four, you know, there were, there were matching minors. Those were the only two penalties uh, called in the game, the only other two penalties. And you've got Deneau leading Fiala up the right side with a pass. Another big save by Igor Shesterkin there. Uh, the pass got through Keandre Miller. And then with 40 seconds left in the first period, another chance for Lazat. Uh, there was a pass out of the corner to Lazat in the left circle. And Igor with a great save, excuse me, and he freezes the puck. Some people were saying after this game that this was the worst period that the Rangers have played uh, the entire season. I would not go quite that far. I would say uh, certainly the third period against the Sharks comes to mind. That was just an abomination. Uh, the third period against the Islanders was worse than this. The Rangers were up 3-1 to one in that game, ended up losing 4-3 to three in regulation. So it wasn't a good period, but I can't quite put it up there with, you know, either of those two. But probably bottom five uh, worst periods of the season for the Rangers. And then, you know, from the second period on, they were basically a different team. The first shift of the second period basically set the tone. Um, the Mika line created a really good scoring chance in the first minute there. Rangers were very aggressive in on the forecheck. Uh, VZ had a nice chance from the left circle. Peterson made the save, uh, but the tone was kind of set at that point as far as, you know, the Rangers, they were going to pick up their game and uh, do everything they could do to get back uh, into this one, which they did, and, of course, ultimately won the game. And we're going to continue breaking this one down in just a second, but first, just got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now, I've been on it for about seven months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, pretty much everything. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. 
Again, it is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You know, moving ahead to the second period here, Rangers is skating better, competing harder, uh, obviously defending quite a bit better. There was a sense of urgency from the second period on that just did not seem to uh, to exist in the first period. And again, as I mentioned in the intro, they got some secondary scoring. You've got Braden Schneider uh, scoring his first goal of the season. You've got Capocacco with a goal. Philip Hedel with a couple of assists. Uh, Lafreniere also with two assists. Ryan Lindgren ends up with a primary assist, although uh, I got to be honest there. The, the Lindgren assist, it's nice and he deserves it. Hardworking player. But that was all Vincent Trocek, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, something is kind of a subplot here. You heard some of the names that I just mentioned. Uh, a couple of defensemen mixed in there. Rainer defensemen in this game combined for five points. Uh, even with that being the case, though, Rainer defensemen outside of Adam Fox, who has 23 points, have combined for just 20 points the entire season. Three goals and 17 assists. I'll be honest, I thought we'd get a little bit more, you know, as far as Ranger defensemen are concerned. You, you figure Truba's going to chip in, get some assists. Uh, Ke'Andre Miller, I thought, would take a big step forward. I believe he's now up to six assists. Um, but, you know, it just hasn't really happened yet. But uh, obviously, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we get a little bit more offensive contributions out of the defensemen. I mean, they are defensemen, after all, so defense first, and that's always got to be the priority. But uh, I do expect a little bit more from the uh, blue liners as far as offensive contributions are concerned. But I also definitely want to break down some of these goals. Uh, you've got a situation in the second period. Like I said, Rangers off to a really nice start in the middle stanza here. Uh, Panarin with a great chance. He was stopped on the doorstep. You fast forward about a minute. You know, there haven't been any play stoppages, but some really strong work along the boards by Lafreniere and Hedl in on the forecheck. Uh, Hedl came away with it and sent it back to Braden Schneider at the blue line. Schneider let it fly, and he scores. Uh, Kako was in front providing a screen, so a uh, nice play by Kako there. Again, he had kind of a, an eventful night, and we'll get to some of his plays in just a little bit. But this is another example of, you know, sometimes not everything shows up in the uh, score sheet. And, you know, Capo Kako has had his moments this season. I, I think he's played better than his point total would suggest. He's also had some games where, you know, he's barely noticeable at all out there. But uh, you can't always just go by points. You know, Kako was, uh, again, providing a screen and, you know, establishing a net front presence there. So just like that, Rangers back into it less than three minutes into the second period. Igor Shesterkin coming up clutch again not too long after this. Had to make a couple of really nice saves, you know, just kind of fighting the puck off and uh, doing everything he could to keep it out. Then you get the game-tying goal. And this is what I was talking about just a second ago. Uh, Adam Fox with a secondary assist and Ryan Lindgren with a primary assist. But... Neither one of them really did a whole lot of anything on this play. You've got Lindgren passing to Trocek in the Rangers zone. Trocek takes it up the center of the ice, veers to his right, and then drives to his left to the net. And uh, Doughty is there, actually gets his stick on the puck. The puck deflects into the air, and you could almost see this happening. You know, the, the puck was in the air, and I, as it was in the air, no joke, I said, that's going into the net. And indeed it did. Just kind of fluttered over Peterson and went in. Uh, the hockey gods definitely uh, smiled on the Rangers at this point in the game. But I would also argue that sometimes you were in a break like this. And the Rangers were, again, competing very hard from the beginning of the second period onward in this game. If you could just isolate the final two periods, it's two of the better periods or 40 of the better minutes that I think the Rangers have played this season. It was just great to see them come back the way they did and uh, shake off a really rough start. I don't know if somebody stood up and said something in the locker room. Maybe Truba talked to the team. Maybe Gallant kind of ripped into them a little bit. Maybe all of the above. But uh, either way, you know, obviously a... Uh, a uh, big response by the Rangers here. 
And then not too long after this, about six minutes later, the Rangers uh, score a goal that gave them a 3-2 lead. Capo Caco coming through for the team, giving them their first lead of the night. I'm going to discuss that goal in greater detail uh, in just a little bit here. I have a section about Capo Caco because, like I said, kind of an up and down, uh, pretty eventful night for Kako, and we're going to get to that, as well as, uh, you know, some other thoughts on Chris Kreider's game-winning goal and just the overall performance by the Rangers down the stretch here. Also going to take a quick peek at tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks, and we will do all that in just a second. All right, so we're going to get to the Kako stuff in just a second, but I wanted to just make quick mention of the Ranger lineup. What with the same lineup as the game before? Zach Jones was still out there, uh, and Ryan Reeves now a healthy scratch for the seventh time in the past eight games. We did an episode earlier this week about Ryan Reeves and what to make out of, you know, his usage with the New York Rangers. And, you know, I highly recommend that episode if you want to kind of get my thoughts on what's going on with Ryan Reeves right now and if there is still a role for him on this New York Ranger team. But for the time being, you know, we'll shift our attention back to uh, everything that happened in this game. And of course, you know, the Eventful night for Capo Caco. Uh, we'll start with the goal that he scored here. Like I said, he came through and uh, you know lit the lamp to give them a 3-2 advantage. You've got a situation where uh, Mika Zibanejad was out there, and he blasts a shot off the post. This is actually all during a delayed penalty against the Los Angeles Kings. So you got six Rangers on the ice. They were very patient with it, didn't try to force anything, and uh, just would not give up possession of the puck. But like I said, Mika Zibanejad... Really hard shot off the post. It basically went right back to Mika. Off the post, back to Mika. Uh, Mika dishes back to Keandre Miller at the blue line. Miller passed to his right to Jacob Truba. Uh, Truba dishes in deep to Lafreniere. Lafreniere's along the goal line. Lafreniere passes to the center of the ice to Philip Hedl. Hedl takes a shot from the slot area. And uh, it is stopped, but Capo Caco is there just like he was earlier in the game, setting up a screen. And this time, uh, he doesn't just do, you know, the dirty work. I mean, I guess you could argue that a stuffing goal is a uh, variation of the dirty work. But here, he gets on the stat sheet and uh, gets rewarded for, you know, his hard work here. Like I said, cleans up the puck from the doorstep and puts the Rangers up 3-2. to two. And... Then there was the play in the third period. At this point, it's tied 3-3. Three to three. The Kings had tied it by this point. And Kako, you know, he's back behind the net. He's circling around. Uh, Peterson is just hopelessly out of position. Kako basically had an empty net. Uh, There was a defenseman in his way, so maybe that's why he was a little bit hesitant to pull the trigger. I still think he's got to let it fly at the net here. I mean, the goalie is just, like I said, hopelessly out of position, has no chance of making the save, did not pull the trigger, continued to circle uh, back up toward the high slot area before he finally let the shot go, and by then it was too late. Did not go into the net. And, uh, you know, he was a little bit upset about it on the bench, but it wasn't too long after this that Chris Kreider scored what turned out to be the game-winning goal. And something that I thought was really cool was, uh, you know, on the bench, they showed uh, Vincent Trocek was kind of patting Kako on the head as if to say, like, hey, it's all good, man. We got it. So would have been nice to see Kako score. I mean, what a, what a night that would have been for him. And if Kako scored there, uh, then every single one of the New York Ranger kids on the kid line would have had a multi-point night. As we already mentioned, Lafreniere with two assists and uh, Filipito with two assists, and this would have been Capo Caco's second goal of the game. And I saw somebody post about this on Twitter. I want to bring this up real quick. Maybe I shouldn't because it's not necessarily a positive memory as far as, you know, New York Ranger fans are concerned. But the post was basically something along the lines of, you know, when Caco didn't shoot there, I couldn't have been the only person who had flashbacks uh, to game five of the Stanley Cup final. And of course, uh, he was referring to You know, Rick Nash from that very same spot on the ice, that very same arena, uh, taking a shot. The net was wide open. He couldn't get it to go. Uh, To be fair, the defenseman made a great play 
on that play, you know, deflected it with his stick and knocked the puck away. But yeah, eerily uh, similar there as far as, you know, having an open net from that spot on the ice. Obviously, this is not as big of a situation, but yeah, certainly the plays uh, were similar. And I definitely want to talk about the game-winning goal by Kreider here. Like I said, we're tied at three late in the third period. And, you know, a Rangers staple of last season, we've been over this a couple of times on this podcast, but a Rangers staple of last season was being at your best in crunch time, coming up clutch when it matters the most. And that would, of course, be the third period. And by this point, the Rangers are already giving up the lead. It's three to three. And so now, you know, it's go time. It's about who wants it the most. And if the Rangers can dig down and uh, find a way to get done here. And what a play. I mean, Mika Zibanejad, you know, he, he gets to the puck. Igor Shosturkin had just made a save, and Mika basically, you know, he's, he starts to approach the Ranger blue line up the right side there and shoots it all the way down the ice. It goes into the corner, bounces off the boards, and comes back, you know, in front of the net and kind of in the left face-off circle, and Chris Kreider uses his excellent speed, gets there to negate the icing, and gets to the puck first and never hesitated. Just basically wound back and blasted it goes into the net, and the Rangers are on top for good at this point in the game, 4-3. to three. And uh, props to the linesmen as well. They were talking about this during uh, the MSG postgame, uh, you know, show, and they mentioned this, that the linesmen, great job kind of watching the play and not just assuming it's going to be icing. He ruled that once they get got to the dots, that uh, Kreider would get there first. So there was no icing. Kreider shoots and scores, and it's a good thing that we didn't have a— uh, whistle-happy, trigger-happy linesman on that play. So uh, very, very appreciative that he got that call right. And uh, like I said, Trocek patting Kako on the head on the bench, that was kind of a nice thing too. So yeah, game-winning goal to Chris Kreider. And then a little bit later in the third period, uh, the Rangers, you know, they really played strong defense down the stretch. This was a high-paced game, and you know, the Kings got a couple of chances, and Igor did Igor things. But for the most part, I thought the Rangers were really strong. Uh, you get to the point where there's about a minute left in the game, and, uh, you know, the Kings, they gained the Ranger blue line. They've got the goalie pulled at this point. And you had Mika and VZ basically uh, converging on the puck handler just as he gained the blue line. And then a great poke check by Keandre Miller here. Miller had a little bit of a hiccup during that game that got really dicey in the last 15 seconds uh, against the Sharks. Uh, but he made a great play here. Uh, poke check. There's a loose puck. Uh, Keandre Miller eventually gets it back after a couple guys had a chance at it. Miller passes ahead out of the Ranger zone to Jimmy Vizi up the left side. He's in the neutral zone. Uh, Vizi draws a defenseman toward him and then just makes a really simple, short, soft pass to his right to Chris Kreider to lead Kreider into the offensive zone. And at that point, Kreider's behind everybody. He skates in alone and basically just lets the puck uh, slide into the, into the net for the empty netter. And just like that, the Rangers are up 5-3 to three with only 49 seconds remaining in the game. But the Rangers really defended well down the stretch here, uh, you know, Played like they had to win this game. A lot of urgency. And something else that I love here. So we know how scary it got after the Rangers got the empty netter against the Sharks to go up 2 to nothing. In this situation here, they're up by two goals. And again, just 49 seconds left in the game. I might have said 47 seconds a second ago, but 49 seconds left in the game. And the kid line went out there for a shift. Everybody that saw the ice, even after this goal, even after the Rangers had this two-goal lead with less than a minute left, uh, were working extremely hard to make sure that uh, the Kings would not get another opportunity. The Kings did not even get the puck into the Rangers zone until only 10 seconds remained in the game, and uh, they only got one shot on net, and in fact, they attempted just one shot. So again, just, just a really nice, complete win by the New York Rangers here, and uh, the kind of win that I think has you feeling pretty good going forward. Obviously, the Rangers back in action against the Ducks, uh, you know, in tonight's game at 10 p.m., and 
It's funny because after the Rangers lost to the Kraken in overtime, and as we mentioned, that was not a good loss. That was uh, the first game of this four-game road trip. At the time, I said, okay, here's the, the positive way to look at it. Here's the glass-half-full way to look at it. Rangers got a point for that overtime loss to the Kraken. If they can then win two out of the next three games, you would have to consider this a successful road trip because it will mean that they have gotten five out of eight possible points. It's not like incredible or like jaw-dropping, but you know, the Rangers have been really up and down this season. And I think if you go on the road for four games and you get five points, I think you're going to mostly feel pretty good about that overall. Well, now they've already accomplished that. They've gotten five points out of a possible six in the first three games. And now they finish this four-game road trip once again at the Ducks tonight, Wednesday night at 10 p.m. And this has to be a win. You know, it just has to be a win. The Ducks have really struggled this season. I'm not even sure if I should say this stat out loud, but get this. The Anaheim Ducks do not have a regulation win this season. You heard that right. That is not a mistake. The Ducks are 5-13-1. All five of their wins have come either in overtime or in a shootout. They do not have a win in regulation. So, I mean, hey, they are 5-1 and one in overtime. So if the Ducks can just go to overtime every single game, they're going to the Stanley Cup. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, and it's no disrespect to the Ducks, it's a rebuilding team. Uh, they just aren't very good. Uh, they are a minus 32 in goal differential this season, which is the worst in the league. The second worst is the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they are a minus 23. So again, it's right on the table here if you're the New York Rangers. It's right in front of you. You have a chance to take what is already going to be considered a pretty solid road trip and turn it into an excellent road trip, especially when you consider the fact that they lost to the Kraken and you know weren't at their best in that game. That was a really disappointing loss. If you respond to that then by closing out the road trip with three straight wins and you get a total of seven out of eight possible points during this road trip, you're going to be feeling really good about that if you're the New York Rangers. And I think uh, as fans of this team, we're going to be feeling really good about it as well. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers, and definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.